Thanks for tuning in to this episode, everybody. Yesterday was Father's Day, and I was lucky enough to spend part of the day with my dad and our good friend, Rich Meyer. When I was growing up, I was always interested in hunting, and I was always watching what those guys were doing and trying to learn as much as I could from them. Both my dad and Rich and all the guys that were a part of our hunting camp were really influential to me and my friends. They helped get us into it. They helped keep us interested in it, and they always just made us feel welcome. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about old stories from camp and just how much sharing camp together meant to us. So I know it's a day late, but happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. I talk a lot about how much of an influence Dad, Rich, and the guys at camp had on me, but also would like to thank both my grandpas for helping me get into the outdoors. If it wasn't for all those guys in my life, I wouldn't be as interested in it and definitely wouldn't be sitting here recording this podcast right now. And also, if you ever get the chance to take a kid hunting, you never know how much of an impact you may have on them. To this day, I look up to those guys a ton and always have. So this was a real special podcast to me, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So if you've been paying any attention to Instagram in the last week or so, you may have seen a picture of Aaron with a blurred out bow in his hand. Here real soon, we're going to be able to tell you what we've been working on with Bear and show you what's behind the blurred image there. So if you're in the market for a new bow, keep that in mind. It's going to be available real soon here before the season starts. So if you're interested in it, you're going to have plenty of time to get it set up. Also, if you want to save 10% off of all bear equipment, you can use the code THP10. So if you want to save some money, if you're picking up a new bow this off season, keep that in mind. And as you guys have probably heard, we've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild. Go Wild's a free social media community where not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged. Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. So as you earn points, you unlock awesome rewards such as gift cards, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and if you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. So visit DownloadGoWild.com to get started. All right, let's talk with Rich and my dad about our best camp stories. All right, everybody, I've got uh, my dad, Doug Farenball, and our buddy Rich Meyer with today. And my mom's talking in the background, making noise. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I really just want to talk with you guys because, well, first off, today's Father's Day, so happy Father's Day. Thank you very much. To both of you. Thank you. And... um, I was excited to have you guys both here in the same place because I looked up to both you guys a ton when we were, when I was growing up. <laughs> like, I think everybody has that like entry into hunting and going with you guys was the most important thing to me. You know, when I was like 10 years old before I actually went on hunting camp, sure. I'd always be like, you know, tell me the stories, dad, you know, what, what happened? You know, who got one, who missed one, who, whatever, you know, and like looking forward to that was probably what got me the most excited about hunting and to this day is like one of the things I look forward to the most is just hunting with friends so yeah I guess how did you guys end up starting the hunting camp you know back in the day what how did that all play out how did you guys meet and how did you meet I think that's probably the most interesting yeah. thing I, I'll let Rich tell that story he always I like to hear him say how we met <laughs> <laughs> well we were uh i don't know we were maybe 27 28 30 mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. um we 
had never met each other before. We were both from different parts of the state. And um, one day I was working and I needed Doug to come along and look at a job that I had done. We was having a little trouble with. And so we hopped in his truck. He had that old Dodge Dakota that <laughs> was a hot rod. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he had a some pictures in there of his deer that he'd killed and stuff. And I started looking at that and that just started our relationship right there. You know, it just uh-huh. common, started, we had a lot in common. Oh you yeah. Know, you know, we both loved to deer hunt and, you know, we just hit it off. You know, mm-hmm. we had a lot of the same interests and, you know, our kids were close to the same age. And so that's really about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and we, you know, I bet it was within a year of the next year we were, going hunting yeah um i don't remember where but yeah i mean they all go together all the hunting trips Mm -hmm. i think i think one of the first things i'd never been turkey hunting and doug had turkey hunted and i think the first thing we did was went turkey hunting really if i remember right i remember going out there the first time yeah it was you and me and craig and i can't remember if steve went along or not but i think he might have yeah i think we drove down and just went for like maybe even for the day or something yeah it was a long drive yeah, so was, I didn't know that, that you. I didn't know that you hadn't turkey hunted. No, I'd never turkey hunted really? until I went with your dad there. So, well, and it's I always tell people all the time, like growing up where you yep. and I did, Rich, yep. we we didn't have turkeys. Nope. Where you grew up, Dad, you yep. had some turkeys. We had so. some turkeys, and when I first started hunting, there was no, we never saw a turkey, and then you know you, you start losing track of time. But I would say when I was fifteen, sixteen, eight. 20 we didn't see turkeys mm-hmm. and then you started hearing about them and you'd see them in the next county and then probably when i was in my early 20s then we started getting turkeys mm-hmm. yep. yep so that kind of yeah i guess i never really realized that you had never done that before yep. because you know as long as i've hunted with you you know we've we've turkey hunted together mm-hmm. and i learned and, and i learned a ton of turkey hunting from you guys i mean there's there's a couple hilarious stories that i have and i'm I'm sure this will kind of kind of get the ball rolling for old (laughs) stories but you know countless memories but one of my favorite ones ever is we were at camp and we were kind of sitting around hunt till noon right which was awesome yeah it was probably one of our favorite parts and made turkey camp better than deer camp right because we get come back come back sleep eat go fishing yeah i mean it was all about all that not just turkey hunting right because when you hunt all day you hunt all day where we were having a lot of fun in the afternoon yeah oh yeah and such such diversity in what we were doing like you'd go look for mushrooms you'd stay camp drink beer or right. you know yeah. whatever it was shoot groundhogs yeah shoot groundhogs and um the one the one day in particular though we were going out and um to we were gonna try to roost a turkey mm-hmm. and i rode with rich and we went <laughs> up and he dropped me off at the first place and he goes up and parks up at the next pull off and he's like tells me as i'm getting out he's like listen real close about dark like i'm gonna hit a coyote howler and we're gonna you know hopefully hear a turkey gobbled to it i'm like all right you know i walk about just about to where i'm gonna stop for the night and expecting you know another 30 minutes well rich hit a little bit early and then all of a sudden it was like it was the first time we'd ever had a coyote uh, in my experience at least a coyote howl 
on the roost and it was like that whole hillside lit up didn't it <laughs> and rich yeah. calls me he's like well we know what we're doing in the morning <laughs> and then the next morning we go in and and i'll never forget feeling like man we got this locked in you know yep. and remember that turkey flew all the way over us all the way yep. across the road and down on the river yep. bottom and it was yep. like over <laughs> yeah so it's like well that roosted doesn't mean he got him by any means <laughs> and that's just one that just always always cracks me up because i was like that means my first experience really rem- with with the coyote how for yeah. one but even just like it worked so well there was there was turkeys gobbling by me yep but there was turkeys gobbling all the way over by you a mile up the road yeah. it was just crazy and it was a surprise for me too <laughs> <laughs> actually i think it might have been it might have been that same weekend or same you know day or it might have been that same day i don't know if you remember this one or not but it's one that just always cracks me up as we were we'd been hunting all morning we'd been moving around and we ended up back in that back field where there was that old yep. kind of house or barn or yep. back in there yep. and we're standing there and you were teaching me on a on a slate call yeah how you were holding the striker and mm-hmm. how you were purring and i remember to this day i use that on you know yep. in that grip i would change my grip mm-hmm. and we start purring back and forth and it's late in the morning like mm-hmm. you know we're not really expecting much and that turkey gobbled like yep. like so close it's like how, he's just in the brush we can't yep. see him but he's damn near in gun range yep. all right and i remember that one yep. just plain as day you know i'll yep. never forget that we didn't yeah. get him but no. <laughs> no. No. most of them got away i have to admit yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember the time that uh, we we're going to go down by Sydney and we were going to Steve's, you know, uh-huh. Steve's. Uh, mm-hmm. And who did we take with us? Was it Craig Ambus's boy? Boy. Yeah. yeah. And we just, the one time we went together, all four of us decided to go. We pick him up. Zach, you, how old do you think you were? Oh, I think I was probably about 13. I 13. Think. Yeah. And we go in there and it, how much fun this was. And we get in there and I don't think we really heard anything right off the roost. And we, was... we were kind of thinking, let's head back. And we're walking back this trail and, one gobbled right and we're right on that road and we were just frantically we're setting up and it was so close and and uh and we're sitting there and zach the turkey of course comes in from behind us yep and zach gets turned around and and uh, i mean the moment that thing came over the hill <laughs> boom yep. and what, what was his eric name? eric eric yep. was had his gun up and Yep. You were like, man, we thought Eric was going to get it, and boom, yeah. Zach shot. <laughs> no, Eric still talks. Eric's not a hunter. He likes playing golf, and he's an attorney now. But uh, he still tells me, he said, that was a lot of fun. He really enjoyed that. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just, you know, really, like I said at the at the beginning, it's a, to me, I was always just so excited. I can't, I can't even begin to explain how – that excitement was you know when i first went i was probably 12 with you guys i think it was about the first year i went and like it just that i i would say if anybody listening has any any opportunity to get somebody involved in it it's it's doing that type of stuff i mean that was always it was much you can't make it all about the hunting i don't think i mean we all make it about the hunting but if you make it all about the hunting it's not near as much fun mm-hmm. and if you're a little kid and you're not having a really good success at hunting mm-hmm. you can have a lot of success still have any fun right mm-hmm. going out cooking out 
you know, going to shoot groundhogs, going fishing. I mean, one of the things I remember about those camps was at whatever age you guys were allowed to drive down. Mm-hmm. Like it was a, for, I guess the listener, it was a three hour drive from our mm-hmm. house. And, you know, you get to be, your kid gets to be 16 and you're like, oh, geez. Yep. You know, when they get off work Friday or school Friday yeah. and we're already there, yep. you guys would drive down. We didn't have, we were worried to death that your guys were going to make it. Remember? <laughs> yeah. And we would wait and wait. And even when Aaron and Austin yeah, came down a couple of times and they were driving, we were worried. And, but, but I remember when Brad Fleck, Connor Pickens, mm-hmm. think Logan and you, and we were at the campground. What's it called? Uh, well, Shady Grove. Shady Grove. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I have this picture somewhere. And we're all back. We're back at camp. And I don't know if you I don't remember, but there's a picture of you guys. And there's sleeping backside. And you guys are all out sleeping, like right out in the yard, just yeah. like there was no waking you guys up. And yeah. then, you know, you look over at that and you're like, that's pretty cool. Uh-huh. You know, we've been up since 3.30 or whatever. And we're cooking lunch and you guys were just out. It yep. was just just, I mean, I could go back to so many things, but one of the things you said that I remember, you know, my dad's 86. Uh-huh. I remember my dad hunting. Maybe you experienced this, Rich. I remember him going and being waiting, just waiting to see, like, when he got back. Mm-hmm. What'd you guys see? How many did you see? Yeah. What'd you guys, anybody yeah. get anything? You know, that's all you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then when you finally got to go, yeah. it was like, this is a big deal. Yeah. Like, I'm going, you know. Yeah, my, uh, First, my dad was a gun hunter, and uh, I remember when I was a sophomore, or sophomore or junior in high school, they'd always go to Muskingum County, Zanesville, mm-hmm. and they'd go hunting, and they stayed at this hotel called Baker's Hotel. It's kind of a dive, but they stayed there. <laughs> and, you know, they were like we were. We They'd go hunt, and then they'd have a few cocktails afterwards, play some poker and this and that, and... When he came home, he got a pretty nice nine-pointer, I think it was. Well, that hotel always had a big buck contest. Well, that year, he won the contest. <laughs> he, he was so proud. But I remember we was playing Fort Laramie, and I, had, I saw him walk in, so I had to run down and talk to him. You know, that was before cell phones even, and so I didn't even know he got anything yet. So, and, uh, so then the following year, I was able to go with him a couple years. Right. Yeah, so it was, it was a good experience. I, I really enjoyed that. And, you know, I was lucky enough that I could go with my dad for a few years because shortly after that, they died. Right. So my brothers didn't get experience that. And that was, it was a pretty hard experience for them. So mm-hmm. I think it's important when you're, you take the time to take your kids out or your grandkids. and Or even, like, for me, man, honestly, like, all the times that you – would take me even if he couldn't go you know and it, it wasn't it wasn't like that's just you know hundreds and hundreds of times but when yep, you would you take me them. yeah i yep. never forget them i yep. remember all the times that we'd go and it was yep. just you and i and yep. you know it, it was like i wanted to and i, I think it, so many kid, every kid feels this in some way that mm-hmm. you want to make people proud right sure. so i wanted to make you guys proud mm-hmm. when i was younger yep. and that i mean I think really shaped me as a person in a way, you know, it's like, I didn't ever want to, I didn't want to let you guys down and whatever that (laughs) meant at the time, you know, it's like, uh, so so it was just, you know, you're talking about that and I took you and Logan, your brother, you know, all the time. And, but I do remember one specific time 
taking someone else that I'll never, ever forget it. And it was such a great time. And I think it helped me, at least, with this kid. It was uh, Aaron. Uh, Berkmeyer, yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you remember that? And we went out together, and I don't know, his both... So, so for 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 people listening, Aaron Berkemeyer is Craig Berkemeyer's son. Craig also would go on these trips, on our trips, uh, yeah, yeah, every year with yeah. us. So, so he had uh, Craig has two sons, and I think they both came. So somebody needed to go with one. You, yep. By that time, you were probably going by yourself. Yep. Yep. Logan was going by himself, even if you were in camp. And Aaron and I, I said, "Well, I'll go with Aaron. Aaron can go with me." And uh, he was real quiet around me all the time. And we went and. Uh, there's so many things happen, but we go out and we get on a tur- gobbling turkey, turkey right away. And, and we just, I don't know, we had such a good time, but we get to this one ridge where we'd had some success and sure enough, there's a turkey there and it is like, it's coming. I mean, like the first gobble, 200, second gobble, a hundred, you know, yeah. it is on the way. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I knew you, I knew Logan, I knew their <laughs> hunting experience. I knew what was going to happen if, if a, Turkey came in, or you, Logan, man. The moment you got the shot, you were shooting. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and this turkey's just kind of big old tom, kind of right down the top of the ridge, right down an old gas picture line. Picture perfect. Per- picture right down the pipeline. <laughs> and uh, he's got his gun up and got a safety off, and I'm like, shoot, shoot. And you know how it just, it seems like you got all day. Well, uh-huh. it just went down the side of the ridge back, just took, crossed over and went down. Yeah. And he's all of a sudden you can realize you realize his body language is like oh no <laughs> yeah, like, uh, and he never shot yep. and i remember he was so disappointed but we ended up having so much fun and i yep. still remember like that like even today he lives here in colorado mm-hmm. we see each other and i think it just helped us form bond. a relationship yeah. and bond yeah. that we you know i don't know we were ever got without honey right yeah because we would have never had that mm-hmm we didn't have the same interest necessarily. Right. Now he's yeah. really a big outdoor guy. He does right. something with the forestry division or something. But mm-hmm. but I remember that like it was yesterday. And I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. And all the other little things that we did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun. What what some good stories? I know you guys got some good stories <laughs> of like the the old isn't there some story with somebody leaving a door open at a camper or something yeah. at one point? <laughs> Yeah. Surely Rich has got a good story on that one. Yeah, that was that was turkey season, wasn't it? No, that was gun, bow season. In that was the, buncy, bow, season. Goat season. bow goat, season. Bow season for deer. Yeah, that's right, because it's cold out. <laughs> but it was extraordinarily cold. Yeah. It was way colder than normal. Well, we kind of started out roughing it a little bit. You'd say <laughs> we four guys would go in a pop-up camper, and it was pretty tight. But we got in there, and everybody had a good time, and we always had a good we yeah. always had a good time maybe a yeah. little bit too much of a good time here and there with <laughs> <Yeah>. the, <laughs> but uh there's one particular night we was probably having a little bit better time than we should have oh, i know remember what it was that, that guy the property owner came with a case of beer oh that's right <laughs> yeah and it was we were all ready to go to bed that's yeah. we're like we're all ready to go to bed the guy had said he was going to come down and drink a beer with us which you know you gotta yeah we were hunting mixture of public and private but he had was graceful enough to let us hunt on his on his farm or his family farm and as soon as he comes it was like 10 30 we're ready to go to bed we're like he's not coming and he pulls in with a case of beer and we're like oh no and then we realize after like talking to him we've all had one beer thinking that's enough right yeah we're like he's not going home so we drink the whole case (laughs) (laughs) but anyhow you keep going so anyways we we spend the night with him and he finally leaves and we all get in bed and 
you know, Brian Robinson was Long Ben's dad, and <laughs> we're all sleeping, and we're nice and cozy in there. And I remember middle of the night, man, it's getting colder out, you know, and we're sitting there, and nobody gets up to check anything, and just hunker down in our sleep bag a little bit more. And next morning, we get up and. Here we look over Brian. He's laying on a sleeping bag with no covers on. <laughs> just we, in his underwear. Yeah, just his underwear. And then we look, and the damn door's standing wide open. And it was like zero, zero degrees out. Well, Brian had to get up in the middle of the night to take a leak. And when he came back, the damn door didn't latch. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, so, Brian's just Brian's just sitting there, probably sweating yeah. in the zero degree. <laughs> His famous words are, "It's not that cold." Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll never forget that. That was funny. Just yeah. like, I'm not cold. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other one was uh, I, I did a lot when we first started. We kind of broke off into our little groups, and I don't yeah. know how we did it, but I ended yeah. up hunting a lot with Craig at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, and. uh Craig and I go to this spot. It was like our favorite spot. It was quite a ways back. And we noticed if we got back in there, you know, all your locals would drive around in the morning. You hear the cars driving around and they'd be out hooting and there would be no gobbling. And about a half an hour, 45 minutes after that died down, the gobbling would start. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're like, these these turkeys are trained not to gobble. Mm -hmm. And we just would go back there and at the top of it, there you know we did our hunting and it died down we had some action and we were setting up for like a mid to 10 o'clock you know set up and craig had a decoy and and uh craig's we normally hunted side by side but for some reason he went and faced the field and i kind of went back 20 yards and faced the other way towards a probably because there was a nice place to see a turkey coming mm-hmm. in and uh we were just doing some mid-morning calling and scratching and not really nothing happening no action well and but notice to me craig has seen a guy peaking from 800 yards away over the top of the hill and he sees craig's decoy well i don't know that any of this is going on and he sees the guy crouch down crouch up and he says he disappears doesn't think much about it like 30 minutes later he looks to his right and he sees this head coming up and it's the guy (laughs) and he crouches back down and he says what's he doing or craig says to himself what's he doing he crouches he reaches back up the next time he's got his gun up and he shoots and he shoots Craig's decoy. Hen, Hen decoy. decoy. <laughs> Luckily, the angle was totally 90 degrees. I mean, nobody was. So I think he's got a turkey, man. I jump up, I'm hooting, and I'm running towards the field. And and uh, and as I'm getting closer, I see this guy. And you know, my mind's like, what is going on? And they're right. discussing it. You can tell there's a serious discussion going on. And as Pretty I get close. Yeah, intense. <laughs> and as I get closer. It was like get closer. The guy looks at me and he just puts his head down like, oh no, there's another guy. Like, <laughs> and he just takes off, like not running, just a brisk walk right across that big 800 yard uh, field, you know. And and uh, and I'm getting there and I'm putting it all together and I'm like, what's going on? And Craig's like just laughing. He's like, he just shot my decoy. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's a wild one because that was before that was before my time being there. Yeah, but. You know, it was always the legend of of camp yep. when like, like when Brad and, oh, and those yeah, guys yeah. from my buddies from high school started coming. They already we, knew these stories. They knew the story, but then you could actually hold the decoy and shake it and still hear the BBs, BBs in it from when the guy five shot years before it. that. Yeah, yeah. Was, I bet Craig still has the decoy and the stake, and I bet it still has the BBs in the stake. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a wild one. That's yeah. a the one. The, the one I my favorite one of Rich and 
I always tell people this story as we went deer hunting. We always used, we got in this phase of uh, climbers. Yep. Because we could put them up. I mean, they're, yeah. Yeah, they have their place. Yeah, Yeah. hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, we drive. We get up, I don't know, stupid. We get up at 3 in the morning or 2 in the morning, and we drive all the way to our hunting spot. And we get there, and we're running late. We take off. It's the same area that we were talking about with the turkey hunting. Mm -hmm. And we go all the way back in there. Rich and I are going back. We got our stands on our back. We got our bows. He goes, we get right back to where we want. He goes down over the hill to the right. I go down over the hill to my left. I'm putting my tree stand up. I'm really stressed out because it's like 10 minutes after prime time, and I'm still, you know, dicking around with my deer and trying not to make noise. And it's just time to shoot you know but right. i'm still not really locked in and i'm just getting it done and i'm pulling get my bow pulled up and i probably put it in my little rest and i got my air and i look to my right i'm like what the hell is he doing <laughs> damn it you know like this is prime time and here comes rich just boring down through the briars right towards me <laughs> and i'm like he doesn't even really know where i'm at so yeah. he's just like searching doing a grid search for me i don't even i mean i don't think we had cell phones or they wouldn't no. work yeah no. and uh and he gets closer, and I'm like, what are you doing? He's got this big, gigantic smile on his face. He's like, I just shot one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. I yep. mean, like, just literally get there. I mean, you Sometimes know. Sometimes that happens. Well, I mean, we, know, we know now probably what happened, right? Yep. I mean, the deer heard us, thought yep. it was a buck up there. Yeah. Hurt, you know, came Start up to investigate. Through. And, and, uh, Oh, and then we had to drag that thing. Yeah, that was a quite a drag. That was that was the probably the one of the longest drags I've ever. Yeah. Well, it was the longest drag I've ever did. I after we did it, I said I'm never doing this again. Yeah. What year do you guys think that you guys started hunting I together? I think we started. We moved. Was it late '90s or was it 2000? I think it was the year we moved to Wapakoneta, which yeah. would have been 24 years ago. <laughs> so yeah. that's about when we started yeah i'd say you're right because i remember you had the party at your house and mm-hmm. you know that's why i knew brian, brian was from- <laughs> 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 that's probably that's probably a story worth <laughs> telling honestly <laughs> this is this is ben's this is ben's father by the way so it was I my, guess. ben is ben's father and i grew up together playing all kinds of sports brian robinson and went to college together and but i went moved to um from this other elementary to the elementary he was going to where we ended up going to junior high and high school together and college just by chance and uh which i think is important to note because like ben and i hunt together a lot and if you've listened to the podcast or watch videos like you've seen ben robinson a a fair amount and keith robinson and probably alex robinson so that's how i know these guys is through my yeah. through my friend Brian and we never went to the same we've never I've never lived in the same place as any of those no, three but we guys. spent a lot of time together tons of time together yeah. right but where was I going with that um, you're telling the story of Brian oh, oh, your party at your house yeah I went you know so we we were pretty young and we had young kids and we invited a big we just moved into this house in the country and we invited a big group of people college roommates all their kids and you know we had a really good time <laughs> maybe brian had the best time but uh, uh we lots of things happened that night but uh uh one of the things that happened and rich will never forget it we couldn't find brian and he you know we just said earlier how hot-blooded he was <laughs> and he was always just had his shirt off 
we could all be freezing and he'd just be rocking around with his shirt off. Like, <laughs> I'm not hot. It's not, it's, it's not that bad out. And uh, I remember he was, kind, he was hot and he was, had too much to drink and we couldn't find him. And we were looking for him. Somebody finally goes to the garage, to the fridge to get a beer or something. And this he, is the next morning, wasn't next it? Next morning or something. I don't know. He, we, the story is he's in his underwear <laughs> in, this, on, in the outside garage, in the garage. Laying with, on the floor. Laying on the floor <laughs> with a piece of cardboard over him. <laughs> he's good. <laughs> uh, uh, poor guy. Never lived that he down. <laughs> It's too bad but, you didn't have a cell camera back then. You could have yeah. a picture of it. <laughs> you know, the, the funny part is we had, if you go back, we had Steve Tabler. Yep. Rich Meyer, who's here with me, with us. Craig Berkemeyer. Brian Robinson. My brother, John. My brother, John. John. Yeah. Who else? I'm, I mean, I was just trying to pit together who else yeah. we're missing out. I mean, there's probably other people that slept in for a year or two. <sighs> Mike Wendell went with us a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, he's not with us anymore, uh-huh. so. Um yeah. Then, then once once I got into yeah. high school, I started hunting with like Brad, Brad and, and, yeah. and, Connor, and ben ben Connor and Connor and Logan, Aaron brother. and Austin. Yeah, I mean we had a lot of different experiences, yeah. and they weren't always to the same place, and they were not always, you know, super successful. I think, I think that uh, we had not that we didn't have we had so much fun turkey hunting, and only because we had those afternoons. To, that's yeah. that's what made to, the big to just really relax and have a good time. Yeah. I mean, those are where I remember being the most excited for turkey camp. And especially when I was in that time frame of high school, like middle school, high school, when I started going, because at that point I didn't get a lot of time to turkey hunt. Right. You know, once I was in college, I had all kinds of That's where you really picked up your turkey. I really was able to go a lot more because I didn't have, I didn't have to start school at 7 a.m. every day. I was Mm -hmm. able to schedule classes later. Not only that. Where you went to college, there was a lot of turkeys, and where you grew up, there wasn't. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. We didn't like quite have the opportunity to just drive, you know, a few minutes and go turkey hunting. And if you did, it wasn't like you had a whole bunch of room to roam. You know, right. it's like if they're gobbling in there, if there is one there, right. even that year, it's like right. maybe you can hunt them. But we're down there, you could just go out for a morning. If you had a nine o'clock class, you could easily be back and go to class or oh, we go did, to work yeah. or whatever. It's, I mean, it definitely made a big difference for me. But mm-hmm. yeah. What other stories do you guys have from before? I'm sure you guys got just a ton of them. <laughs> I remember we went, was it Shady Grove? Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure you boys were with us because that year I took a coyote caller with me and he was trying to call coyotes. And before you guys got there, I took that caller and I placed it underneath the camper that was close by and I put it on the, like a raccoon growling. You remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys got there, and we was eating supper or something, and getting close to dark, and we was sitting around the campfire, and I turned that call on, and the three, I think it was you, Brad, and Logan, wasn't it? Or Probably. was that the year Connor was there? It, it might have been Connor, it too. It might have been Connor, too. And they look over there, what the hell is that? <laughs> I don't know. Probably a rabid raccoon or something, because our campground wasn't really... Real, real nice. <laughs> so we fired around with that for probably half an hour. Finally, the boys had to go over and check it out, and they figured out what it was. <laughs> I, I always think about uh, there was one night, I think we were, well, it had to have been deer hunting, where we were back and we were all, it was dark and we were all sitting around and we were 
we had started having the classic conversation of like, what's the best strategy, yeah. you know? And, 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 you know, somebody says one thing and somebody says another thing. I remember, I remember you, Rich saying, you know, right now, just, you know, being in a funnel, just getting a funnel and just mm-hmm. set up. And, and we always laugh because of the, how ironic it is. And, First off, just Steve in general. Steve, oh, Steve yeah. is a is a funny, yeah. funny guy because he talks super slow. Yeah, he's just yeah. got it, and he's and he's, you know, kind of will sit in the background and listen a lot, and and uh, we get to Steve, and he just says, "You know, Zach, you just gotta be where the deer are." It's so simple, but at the end of the day, like you know, we always we always joke with, especially Ben and I, because Ben Ben was there and remembers that. Yeah. But it's like, you know, at the end of the day, whether it's me talking with anybody at THP, but you sit there for hours. You can yeah. sit there and oh, talk deer, deer talk. conversation. Yeah. You can talk about it, and it's like at the end of the day, what Steve said is is. Excellent. Just correct. Yeah, it's exactly what you got to do. You just got to hunt where the deer are, which it sounds so silly and so simple, but it's like, I mean, if you're not where they are, then you're not yeah. going to be in the game. And I just, I'll, I'll just never forget that one. Well, and the other, the thing is, all these, I know you get a lot of questions about what's the best deer strategy? What's the, which way, what do I get there? You know, when you're getting started. I mean, really, it's just, you can get all the advice you want, but the more time you spend, with someone else or with yourself in the woods it, that's and then you just start to pick it up you just know i mean we talked about it this other day we're hiking with your mom and whitney and i haven't really even done much elk scouting because i just mm-hmm. moved to colorado we didn't do i haven't been around a lot of bear areas mm-hmm. i mean i have but not, not just scouting yeah not right. tons i mean you just know you're like this is where the elk are right i mean this is where the bear this is where the bear well just going out right just going out well and i think one thing that helped all of us probably is just going together right so it's like every time and i always say this about hunting with a group now is one of the best parts about it is is when you come back everybody's got a different experience you share that Mm -hmm. and you can kind of take what you want from Right. Everybody's style might be a little bit different where mm-hmm. exactly they like to set up or mm-hmm. how exactly they like to go about it may be different. But when you've got that group and, and I mean, that's just so valuable to me. And, and I also hear a lot of people say, you know, man, I wish I could find that. And so oh, yeah. I really try not to take anything for granted, like all those memories, because it's right. like, I know not everybody has that. Not right. everybody meets yeah. somebody at work and is yep. like, oh, you got deer pictures in your truck, yeah. right? It's yeah, like, that's right. Well, I mean, I just moved here to Colorado and it's, you know, for me, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, mm-hmm. I got you and I got your friend Grant lives mm-hmm. here. I got, um, I just met a guy that, that it's actually a client that he's never hunted at all. And mm-hmm. I want to take him, mm-hmm. but you know, Rich is yeah. going to come out and maybe go with mm-hmm. me at elk hunting. Well, that's a, it's that's a what challenge I... for me here, you know, not, but I have the hunting experience so I can still do it. Right. But having that group of people is, right. is going to be a little more challenging. Well, I say this challenge for all of us, we need to revive old camp and, and do yeah. some, do some Wyoming and Colorado and get, <laughs> get, and then, and then get everybody out. And that'd be, Oh, yeah. that'd be, That'd be some good stuff. Oh, I, yeah. It's, yeah. I think turkey would be super easy or super... Well, it's always the most fun, right? Most fun. It's always right. been the most fun. Like, yep. give it till mid-morning, come back, hang out, yep. cook lunch. I mean, I, I'm... Take a nap. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but always mostly talk about nap. what happened that morning. Yeah. 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 So you brought Steve up. Oh, I got another story about him at the <laughs> campground. Yeah. Shady Grove. <laughs> 
first off, we nicknamed the, the guy that took care of the place. Oh, <laughs> My brother gave him a nickname. First time we pulled in there, he came out the door that had a hole chewed in it from his dog. That was before they had dog doors, I guess. And uh, he was wearing flip-flops, and his toenails were about three-quarters of an inch long and about a quarter inch thick. So John gave him the nickname Toenail Jim. <laughs> he was a hell of a nice guy. Oh, he was. Oh, yeah. He just uh, had some nasty toenails. But <laughs> He'd sit on that lawnmower. <laughs> He'd have his, his flip-flops on on the lawnmower, and from, from 150 yards away, you could see his toenails. <laughs> That campground was not nice. We were yeah. always like the first non people permanent that, like camp put up your camp. There were the permanent people that lived they there. There were some, you know, they or they had their permanent campers yeah. with their own showers yeah. and stuff. Remember the shower house oh, yeah. had frogs in it. Yeah, we always had to get them to turn the water on yeah. and and get never the water had heat. hot water. Never had hot water. Oh man, it was terrible. So the first night we pull in there and set up our camp, we find a spot that's kind of open. Naturally, there's some old campers. I mean, these things are dilapidated and this one had <laughs> a whole bunch of firewood stacked around it oh, and geez. looked like nobody lived there so we was trying to get a fire started so steve went over grabbed a couple pieces of wood off his pile and uh took a leak over there we're sitting out there having a campfire cooking supper and all of a sudden we look over and this guy walks out of the camper and it's only a we would say it's probably 12 foot self-contained camper we yeah. had a you know like a little motor home mm -hmm. he walks out of this motor home with three dogs i think it was two or three dogs i think they were rottweilers weren't yeah they? and uh so he comes over and talks to us we're standing there around the fire talking to him and we're th we're just kind of chuckling because you know steve just was over there and that dog came over there and took a big old crap right by our fire <laughs> it's just it was just crazy some of the stuff we saw it was a lot more funny when he was there. Oh, right? yeah. Well, the funny part was he's over there getting that firewood thinking, this guy's never been here for yeah, like yeah, the whole year. Yeah, yeah. Like, we can get some of this firewood. Yeah. And like two hours later, the guy comes walking out yeah. like, oh, no. <laughs> we assumed nobody nobody was here. Yeah. My, this, is, this is the ultimate favorite Steve story. Is now it's I would say now it's a little more common to see a bobcat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he was hunting over at uh, your mm -hmm. uncle's uh -huh. at Bill's, uh -huh. and uh, he he comes back with with having only uh, his only sighting I think was a was a bobcat. Yeah, he didn't see anything else. Yeah. So we kind of sat there, and he, we you know the night had kind of gone on, and and uh, somehow the conversation gets over to Steve, and he just is like he's like man. I can't believe I saw a bobcat, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then he just goes, he's like, I looked over and I thought, I just saw a f***ing bobcat. We just always laugh at that one so yeah. much because it was, it was, it was, it was super rare at the yeah. time. That was yeah. a big deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just in probably, that's been probably close to 10 years, give or take a couple. Oh, that's it's been longer than that. I Has bet you'd been? be shocked. I mean. But there's but now there's a, a much oh, bigger yeah. population, oh, yeah. really countrywide, but yeah. but certainly in that part of Ohio. Right. I mean, I mean, it was a big deal to have seen a bobcat. Yeah, absolutely, you heard about other people seeing them, but you never saw them. I yeah. just saw. Oh, a 
<laughs> I mean, I'll just never forget that one. It's so hilarious. What uh, wasn't there? There's another story with Steve, the 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 legendary stalk that you guys oh, you guys yeah. kind of yeah, orchestrated. Yeah, that one is a classic. <laughs> yeah, tell that. Was one. that the same day I shot the buck too? That I shot a buck? And yeah, now... you have to tell that story too. But yeah, yeah. Well, this we was deer hunting, and we usually hunt until. 11 o'clock something like that and then we'd get back in the truck we'd go back camp talk a little bit get something to eat go back out well steve was riding with me and he came out truck and we drove around their hunting property and the farmer just combined a field of beans and there's just a patch of grass out there that was a waterway and there's a deer laying out in that waterway in this 200 wa- acre 200 acre cut bean field Nothing. not a thing around it except for this little bit of grass and uh Steve wasn't seeing any deer, and the farmer wanted us to shoot some does, so and it happened to be a doe. So I said, Steve, I think you can shoot that doe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I said, here's what we'll do. I'll take you around the other road, and I'll drop you off on the backside of the hill. You won't see us. The wind's blowing from, from him to you, uh-huh. and I'll come back around here to this gravel road, and I'm just going to sit here and watch you. So I'm sitting there watching him, and I got my window down, and the deer's just contently looking at me laying down there and then doug calls hey what are you doing yeah i said i'm sitting here watching steve put the stalk on this deer out in this <laughs> wide open bean field it's just been cut and that would be nice to us steve can hear us yes yeah, because the wind's taking yeah. the sound right <laughs> yeah he can hear you guys yeah. on the phone <laughs> <laughs> the deer's just sitting there looking at us here comes steve he just pops up over the hill walking just like he's walking to the grocery store you know <laughs> and he i just, say something like how close is what you know we're talking i'm like yeah. well, how close is he now oh probably 100 yards yeah. <laughs> deer still watching me and then he just keeps walking i'm getting the play-by-play he walks up to it well before he gets you know he gets about 100 yards away or whatever and then doug's aunt pulls up beside me and in her car and hey rich what are you doing well, so i said doug's gonna try to shoot this doe out or here steve or steve's gonna try to shoot this doe out here Oh, okay, have fun. So she takes off, and this doe's still sitting there watching us. <laughs> Steve's just trotting across the field, and hell, it wasn't too much longer. Doug says, well, how close is he now? Oh, he's about 20 yards. He's getting his arrow knocked. He's drawing his bow. And I just shot it. So, I mean, so that, was, that was pretty comical. Did you guys watch that deer go down, too? Did I was, yeah. I was in another woods just yeah. talking to him, waiting for him to pick me up. It's yeah. hilarious. So, I got to hear the play-by-play, but I didn't see any. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I still I, visualize it oh, in my I have mind. A visual yeah. of it too, because obviously later, you know, whether it was that same year, years down the road, you guys would be like, "That's where Steve shot that doe," and, yeah. and it just was, you know, one of those, one of those deals that's a- abnormal for that area. Well, especially we, for you know, I learned here. something from that, like distraction. This distraction. I mean, yeah. that's how Craig ended up getting the buck that he had shot. And my, um, your mom and I and his mm-hmm. wife um, were, were tracking. tracking it. And the long story is we came upon it and saw it, bedded down, injured. And uh, I just, my mind said, okay, we're never going to get to that deer and get another shot. We created a diversion. We had your mom and Jen walk out into the field like 100 yards where the deer could definitely see them but wouldn't spook. Right. And I told Craig to sneak up while they're out there, and I told him to talk and make noise. Yeah. And as just as they're getting where he's nine more than ninety degrees, so his head turns away. Yeah. I want you to 
stand up and draw your bow right and i was right behind greg doing watch i mean literally right behind him and he stands up <laughs> he said doug just like you said that doe just turned his head and was watching him uh-huh. or a buck it was a buck i'm yeah. sorry and he shot shot it and got we ended up yeah. getting it yeah but you know i think the same that, thing happened with uh you guys probably remember when brad shot that one. Oh yeah so yeah. brad shot one one time close to the road in a stand close to the road mm-hmm. watch the buck run down across and run all the way into the into the neighboring property mm-hmm. and we're like i remember brad being like man i smoked him and we're like ah, you shouldn't have made it that far <laughs> yeah, then, it's right? too far. You know, then we tracked like, through the bean field yeah, yeah we tracked through the cut corn you know like well got to where we could go in there and then tracked him and found, tracked blood into just towards the edge of the woods but i don't even know that we confirmed it on the edge no we got right to the edge that we couldn't we could firm the trail. He we went didn't know in. which trail he went in. So I went in looking up the trails up the hill. Yeah. So so Dad kind of goes up the hill. Now, keep in mind too, it's super windy. Yeah. Like it's it's ripping wind, mid November, um, not just perfect deer hunting day, and um, the the wind's blowing hard, and Brad and I are kind of walking down parallel trails, and Dad's working perpendicular to us, but right. behind us, mm-hmm. and I mean, just one of those things you never forget. I looked over. And in the brush, I could see that buck that he, Brad had shot, and it's looking up at Dad on the edge. Right. Well, I'm like 25 yards from it. I'm in bow range of it, mm-hmm. and it just didn't. It was, it focused was so on- focused on him up on the edge, it never even looked over at us. Well, wind's howling, and I don't know how to get Brad's attention. He's looking hard at the ground for blood, and I hit the deck, and I'm going, well, you know, trying to give him a little something, but I don't want to whistle too loud to get the deer's attention. And he looks over and sees me and hits the deck immediately. Crawls up to me. We ranged the tree that he's laying beside, you know, just hit it. And it was 22 yards. Jeez. And he just drew, popped up. And this is when I learned how effective a frontal shot could be. Oh, yeah. Because Brad shot that thing right, you know, straight through the front, in between the front shoulders, head on. It was laying, looking still up up at you uh-huh. and he just put it straight you know i guess in between the fr- the front right in the chest and i mean hit it right in the heart and it was dead in 10 seconds it was, it was crazy. so crazy yeah. and, and and it was so I funny too thing. yeah because because you started realizing what was going on i saw on. them hit the deck and i immediately knew they were right on top of the deer i got my binoculars up and started looking and i see the deer you did end up seeing him yeah and i and oh, i think i couldn't see him but i could see you guys mm-hmm. and i saw brad draw and i saw the arrow go and then i immediately saw the buck yeah, jump up jump yeah. up and he just ran about 15 yards oh, and was yeah. dead. i yeah. mean not just yeah i mean the video remember the video was oh pretty, yeah pretty gruesome uh-huh. yeah it was yeah. crazy and i i remember too like what was cool about that is Steve came, Steve was driving past and Steve was pulled up right as we were dragging him out. You know, that just that, I mean, I, yeah. I, you know, you can never stress that enough. I actually have a picture somewhere too from one year. Um, I shot a buck and either this, I think the same day you shot one and then the day before something, Steve shot one. I got a picture of all three of us, <laughs> yep. you know, sitting there yep. with our, with our bucks. And yeah. uh, I mean, I like the picture. I don't remember what buck it even is so that tells you how much uh-huh. we remember about the i mean everybody gets concerned about the buck or the size but we all want to shoot a big buck but right there's a picture of you connor logan and brad maybe somebody else. it's the buck we just talked about. oh yeah but it's, a, it's and ben a, and, and it's yes it's yes. all of us i was yeah. thinking it's a buck you got but uh-huh. it's, okay. it's brad it's the one brad, brad yeah it's a great picture yep yeah oh, yeah it's, it is good <laughs> one of the other <clears throat> funny ones i remember is 
we would call we would go and go hunting at my uncle's mm-hmm. be rich uh, i and craig usually or some of us went to boars who what mm-hmm. then brian would go there and maybe somebody would go with him like john would go with yep. him yeah we kind of split up so we didn't put too much pressure on the farmer that let us all go hunting right, you know right. at one time we had a really good group of like four farms we could go mm-hmm. and uh we had to drive past each other and then i would drop you off at your grandpa's mm-hmm. and uh i'll uh, it, anyway we drop you off you're hunting and i remember it was a really particularly nasty morning rain rain just miserable nothing was moving mm. just pouring and uh i remember it and i uh you're in t- you're all by yourself and mm-hmm. i don't know how old you would have been not driving F- 14, 14 15 yeah. somewhere in there and uh i'm coming back and i'm gonna pick you up i pull in and i look down and i parked at an angle so i could use my binoculars to see i could almost see in the tree stand and i, th- I think i called you i think I had, mm-hmm. at that time we had cell phone and i called you and i was like hey it's we're all going back to camp okay and he gets down out of the tree stand and i'm just kind of casually sitting i didn't move and I look back again, and here's Zach. I see him walking, and I look back, and he, there's like these bush bush hog things through this real thick mallflower rose. And I look, Tra- just basically trails wh- running parallel, parallel, parallel. And there you are walking, and right behind you in the next trail over, there's this huge buck. I mean, <laughs> a big buck, <laughs> and it's just walking right along with you. Uh-huh. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Somehow I think I got your attention. Yeah, and yeah. Spun around. I hit got the down, dirt. Hit the dirt. And from where I was, it was obvious. I mean, it looked just, you know, you're looking down, but there was enough roll and enough that you couldn't see it. And all of a sudden, I think you saw his antlers coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just to sit there from 200 yards and watch and just watch the the interaction of the you getting your bow drawn and the buck not seeing you oh, and then and all of a sudden seeing me, you and me being 15 and not having any idea, idea what to do yeah. in that yeah. situation. You know, it's like I look really shortly after that, I would say. It's just like you look back on that when you're like, man, I, I uh, know what I would do differently now. Oh yeah, you know it was it was really I had it so set up. What I should have done, basically, we're in parallel trails and there was just enough terrain between me and him. It was really windy and rainy that oh, day. Yeah. I should have just shot right up to where I was ten yards from that trail and just been drawn been and just been sitting there waiting for him. But instead, I was trying to, yeah. you know. I don't even know what I was doing. Just trying not to be seen. You get so paranoid when you're when you're young. You don't know any different. Well, you freeze. Yeah. For, I basically froze. Is right. what I did. And, yeah. and it's funny because uh, I was thinking. I was actually talking to my buddy Josh Elderton. Yeah. So I was talking to him yesterday, and he's got a son that's 14 years old, and he's like, "Man, we're gonna get we're gonna get serious about bow hunting." And, mm-hmm. and Josh really likes uh, spot and stock and stuff, and he's like. He's like, so we're gonna get after it on on a little bit more off the ground on the ground this year, and and just try to shoot a doe, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it's it's kind of exciting to look at that time of your life and and all the mistakes you have ahead of you. Oh yeah. And I mean, still to this day, yeah. absolutely gonna make mistakes. Not like you can't, you know, iron yeah. out all those, but it's like when you're when you're that young, you, and and I guess it, it's not necessarily that young, but when you're inexperienced in general, you can be any age and be inexperienced, but if you can appreciate those moments and remember them and, and see the good in them, you know, at the time I'm like, damn, I wish I would have shot that huge buck. That oh, would have been yeah. such a great story, but it's still a story we oh, tell yeah. regardless. Yep. And, and you learn from that. So, oh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a, that's a funny one. We had uh, even different experiences even before that. We, when we first got together and we went with 
some of your friends. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt Troyer, Kurt Scott Troyer. Rickert, and yeah. my brother John. And, and those were, to me, that was the hardest place we've ever hunted. Yeah, like, it was hard. It was just big woods. No, we didn't know that much. We'd been used to hunting farmland, farmland where you have obvious corridors. And this was just... We weren't studying the topo maps. No. We were just looking at the maps, trying to survive. We yep. <laughs> we, we were like, how are we going to get our tree stands yep. back there two miles or whatever? You yep. know, like whatever that was, we we just really struggled yep. with that and how hard it was. And yep. and we would we would get a deer once in a while, and, yep. but it was like six guys in camp, yep. and we got one, maybe yep. two. And and uh, I remember that play when I went there the first time. We were hunting hard. I mean, hard hunting. We would get up. Yeah. Go clear into our tree stands, and I remember getting way back in there. Found just 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 about ready to put up my tree stand, and there's a a valley that came in, like um, I don't know how to explain it to without a map, but I'm going down the side of the ridge on this side, and this there's a big valley that I'm going perpendicular to, and then one swung towards me, and I was going down the right hand side of it. And I'm just getting like this is where I need to put my stand. I'm starting to see some rubs. I'm seeing trails, and I look over. On the other ridge coming down, you know, it's Ohio, so it's not, it's 40 right. yards. I right. mean, it's not. And I, there comes this big buck just doing the same thing I am on the other ridge coming, uh-huh. but going the opposite way. And uh, I, I blew it. I uh-huh. just totally blew it. I was, I was just thinking because it was across the valley, it didn't, it seemed like 60 yards. Right, right. It was really only probably 30, 35, 40. Yeah. I mean, who knows? It, I can't remember everything, but. Sure. I just blew it. I just totally blew it. Just almost getting in my stand. But what I remember about being so exhausted hunting there and being in my tree stand for the third day, we were hunting pretty much all day. Yeah. I got, I just, I was in the tree stand. I just like, I couldn't stay awake. I literally got down out of my tree stand and just crawled up in the leaves right on at the base of the tree I'm hunting at and slept. <laughs> and then I wake up, I'm like, it's maybe it's one o'clock in the afternoon, you know, that worst time. And, you, uh-huh. and I wake up and it's like, it's five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I climbed back up my tree stand yep. and kept hunting. Well, yeah. you, got, you were, you were going to tell the story of the one that you got down. Wasn't that the one that you were going to tell yeah, or you yeah. got down? Yeah, I think it might have been the same day Steve shot the doe, but I, it, they run together. It's oh, yeah. Same area. Yeah. But anyhow, I, I was I had a climber up and, uh, and uh, my uncle's farm and... It's kind of steep there. It's, it's up on the tops. It's flat, but we hunt. All the woods are like steep down. And it's real similar to like bluff country of right. of Wisconsin along the Mississippi. It's real, real steep. It's flat. it's rolling on top, flat, rolling to flat on top, and then steep with steep bluffs mm-hmm. and big I'm, rocks. So I go in, and there's bigger rocks, and I have my tree stand. I put it up, and uh, I think I'd put it up the day before and hunted out of it. But I went in that morning. It's a real crispy morning. I get in, make quite a bit of noise getting in. Climb up my tra- stand, but I got there really early. Before dark, I hear deer walking below me, down off, down below off the bluffs, you know, and I just figured it was a doe and didn't see anything, couldn't see it. Had my binoculars, it was too dark, and sat there for most of the morning, maybe getting close to noon, and I'd seen deer clear across the road, you know, across this big bean field. I'm like, man, I'm going to move my stand over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm up there, and I uh, thought, well, I'm going to take my stand down, and I start taking it down. It was windy, crispy perfect fall day you know <laughs> and i get it the stand climbing stand i think it's an old it's the one i bought from you for 80 bucks. old man old man. man it's a nice hell stand. of a stand I, st- yep. hell of a stand. I still i just They're got rid great. of that just got rid of it finally yep. Yep. and i uh 
get it down on the ground. I'm trying to be somewhat quiet. Just taking my time. I was in no hurry. You know how when you're actually hunting, you just can get in that mode of like, don't be in a hurry. Right. Where if you're just going for an evening, you're always in a hurry. Right. But I was just in that perfect mode and I'm making a lot of noise though in the leaves, mm-hmm. but not noise. It's not a natural, not a natural noise. And, uh, and I'm just getting my stand. I have my bow quiver, arrows quivered, bow laying about seven yards from me. And I'm laying there, putting it together, listening, putting it together. And I hear this crunch, crunch. I'm like, dang it, here comes a deer. Like, it's coming right at me. Well, it heard me. I'm, mm-hmm. now, now I know. And uh, I just literally crawled as fast as I could, right to the bow, picked it up, put the arrow on, and there's a big rock. Like, I'm talking 25 foot wide, maybe 8 foot to 4 foot tall. And I just see that buck coming. I see his antler sticking up. And he comes around that rock. And I'm full draw, and he comes to within two yards of me, head face on, shoulder angled toward me. Of course, back then I, did, I didn't shoot anything, but I would have probably today just put it right on his shoulder. I was uh-huh. so close. I didn't shoot. And he just looks at me like, what the hell's that? And he literally just backed, lowered his shoulders and backed up real slow like a cat. Uh-huh. And he went around that rock, and he was going to get a better downwind look at me. He was going to try to get downwind. And I'm like, I think I let downwind behind the rock. I drew again. But as soon as he stepped out from that rock, he stopped and looked at me, and it was like a 12-yard shot. Yeah. Perfect shot. And uh, I do remember talking to Steve about it, and uh, and uh, it was like, you know, after the fact, it was so obvious what happened. Oh, yeah. But it's like... You so say you think he probably came in early and bedded. He was bedded right below me. And then probably, heard you moving around. Was just and like, if I had no, just done my it. normal old get your stand down and clank out of there. And never plow really out of there, plow yeah. Plow out yeah. of there and never got him. I... I uh, I, I, I'm convinced, I mean, the buck that I shot in Ohio, the last big one, you know, that's the same way mm-hmm. I got him. Made some noise. I mean, I knew he was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You heard him, and then you grunted and made noise. Made noise, and just made the normal in the leaves, you know, making a scrape with my hands, making as much noise as I could. Grunted a couple times, but more of the ground noise. Yeah. I, I mean, I've never had a ton of good luck grunting them in. I've grunted them in, but they're always looking at you. Right. Yeah. Where you're on the ground and you're making leave noise, you know, mm-hmm. I think is more realistic. Just like I've learned from you about turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, scratching the ground probably is as important as calling once they're in. Yeah. Once they're in close. It's 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 honestly experiences like that, though, oh, yeah. that really in, that influenced me and the, my style a lot. I know, like, you know, people maybe think like how do you ever start hunting off the ground with a bow right. well, stuff like that when you hear that story it's like well mm-hmm. that actually sounded kind of easy and when mm-hmm. it does work out it can be yeah, kind of yeah. easy i mean i'm not saying that i'm not saying that uh it, it it always is it's it's still challenging but like I, I you know i remember you telling that story and i picked it apart a million times it's like well you drew when you could see his antlers coming behind the rock it's those little mm-hmm. those little things and again I mean, I, I said it earlier, when you got more people in your camp doing those yeah, things, you're and talking you get, it over. Well, you build your confidence and you right. kind of reference those, not just your experiences. Yep. Through anything you do in life, you're constantly referencing like mm-hmm. an experience. Right. Mm-hmm. When you got more people in camp and you're like, oh, you know, Doug got away with this that one time. Yeah. I, I could try this. It's yeah. just stuff I, I, like that. I got, I got a, one of my all time favorites. Is it the buck, the buck you shot at the farm? Well, you should tell that. I'll tell that story, but you I'm going to tell, tell a story that. about Rich since he's here today. Yeah. So we always went to my uncle's. Uh-huh. And I don't remember what happened this year. I was We were all planning. Remember you went a day early? Was it just you or you and Craig? Um, 
for some reason, you couldn't get out of work. I couldn't get out of work, so, so I was going to drive late that night or the next morning. It sounds like you just wasn't committed enough. I think it. that's what it was. <laughs> no, I know exactly what happened. I mean, this is my memory. And I'm at home in Wapakoneta, three hours away. And I was really bumming because they were already in tree stands. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were three hours away, sitting in their tree stands, and it was a perfect night. Like, winds blowing, 20 miles an hour, 15, crispy, dropping temperatures. Yep. And it was a perfect fall. And I thought to myself, this is what I thought to myself. Oh, my gosh. It is perfect. Rich is going to get one tonight. And I remember sitting there with you and you saying it. I remember you saying I remember you, us talking about it. I went it out on the porch. And, I went out on our front porch of our house and was sitting there. And I think, oh, my God, it's perfect now. You know what? I'll bet you had a football game that night. You know what? We might have. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, anyhow, I think this and the phone rings and I'll let you tell her it. So anyways, I, I'm hunting and first night in the stand and hell nice buck comes in, you know, 125 inch, 130 inch deer. And I drew on him and shot him. And as soon as I didn't even get out of the stand, I called Doug and said, Hey Doug, I got one down ready. You know? <laughs> oh, no way. No way. Yeah. No, I just shot himself. Yeah. There's the other pretty quick. He goes, like, how big he's? Oh, he's not that big. It's yeah. just, that's rich. Yeah. Right. I said, well, how many points? He's like, I don't know. Just a second. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> Wasn't it like a 13-pointer yeah. or something? Like that? I mean, it yeah. wasn't massive deer, but it was a yeah. beautiful deer. Yeah, it's it was a big be- body big deer. deer. Big, yeah. lots of points. But I'm like, well, that's a big deer. He's like, you know, I knew it was a big deer. You know, it wasn't like the one John shot at yeah. Alberts or anything yeah. like that. But yeah, that, that, that that's that's like that was always the one that was like, whoa. Yep, that's the one John, John shot. Yeah. yeah, that's like one of my one of my favorite pictures. Yeah, that's the nicest one. Uh-huh. That you know, I'd lo- I'd love to talk about that one because yeah. Brian Robinson. Mm-hmm. We always said we we said we that's one of the other farms. We, when Brian and yeah. John were hunting my uncle Alberts. Mm-hmm. A different a, uncle. Different uncle. And there was, uh, this is woods. It's hard to explain, but for some reason, yeah. if you're there, you'd say, you're never going to get any deer here. It's got a thick patch in the middle, though, but right? But it's just the place where there's always big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Brian and John have been hunting, and they could, they had their stands up close enough that they could see each other when they were standing in their stands. And we went out in the afternoon. And if you know Brian, the, the hunting experiences, this, this is a classic. Brian's climbing up his tree stand. He's eight foot up and he looks to the left and here i mean what is that buck nice eight or ten pointer right yeah yeah it's a beautiful business a beautiful looking buck yeah Yeah. and brian's getting up in his tree stand he's got his bow on the string and he's like two feet from putting his hand on the stand and he looks to his left and this big buck comes right down the trail he's hunting on and goes past his tree stand at like seven yards (laughs) (laughs) so he's watching it he goes right down through the woods right on a beeline for john He's watching it, hanging on the side of the tree. He sees John draw. I think John does something stupid, like whiffs, like yeah, he total wh- whiff, like yep. misses. The deer runs out, turns around, and looks back. 40 he's already, yards. 40 yards. He's already full draw. Shoots it dead as a door now, like just a yep. little bit of a luck shot. I mean, <laughs> you know, but, but I mean, anyhow, it's a great hey, deal. Oh, yeah, you I'll tell you it. what, you're not killing bucks if there's not arrow in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. But, yeah, I mean, we all just. This, it was just so much excitement in camp uh-huh. when it, when we got back and oh yeah yeah how much how much fun it was oh, man. well oh, you that's... you know you can have the most experience but yeah got to have some luck too oh, yeah. Yeah. you know I look back at you know there's another hunt there we did at your uncle Bill's that we was coming back for an afternoon hunt and 
Oh, yeah. We're driving past. <laughs> well, let me back up here. That buck that Doug just told you I shot, I went way back in there, way back in on his property, put a tree stand up. Nobody else was back in there. So the next year I come back, I want to go back down the same spot. Sure, shit. Somebody else, a local guy, he has three or four stands right up in the same area while I was hunting. I'm thinking, gosh dang it, I don't want to hunt here, you know, if he comes in and all this stuff. And they wouldn't have cared, but I am just don't like being right on top of other people. And I was just a guest for a week. So I found some place else to hunt, and I don't know. I shot a decent buck there. I don't remember where it was at. And then sure enough, the next year, seemed like there was a couple hunters out <laughs> there. So I... Finally, after about two or three years of this happening, I told Doug, I said, I'm just going to set up right by the road. I said, every night we come out, there's 50, 60 deer out in these fields. I said, I'm just going to hunt right off the road. So yeah, one, and to give people a perspective, yeah. it's not a road like a... It's a gravel It's driveway. a gravel road with two people living or three right. people living on the yep. entire three-mile road. Yep. So there's traffic. But in, in, in that, an evening hunt, you're going to see a car too. Yeah. And that yeah. road, oh, yeah. go, and that you know, quote unquote, road driveway goes straight through the middle of the big agriculture yep. fields right. that are on yep. top. Yep. Right. Yep. And that's where those deer congregate. Oh yeah. At night. Right. Yep. So, anyways, you know, I'd park my truck and I'd walk thirty to fifty yards to my tree stand, and um, one year I sat up in there. I could watch the school bus come, the kids get on the bus, anybody else <laughs> go past township trustees and. <laughs> Shot a 13-pointer out of that tree, and then... Oh, then yeah, some, that tree. I'm thinking of... Yes, yeah, yes. Remember that? Oh, I do, yeah. And, I uh, forgot about that tree. That tree is right on the road, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, then the next year, I on the other side of the property, there's kind of the same situation, you know, just a thin acre or thin section of woods right next to the gravel road, and nobody ever hunted over there, but I thought, screw it, I'm going to try my luck there, and... We was coming back at lunchtime. Oh, and yeah, this is what I remember. <clears throat> so we look off into this little patch of woods, and there's a buck and a doe, and it's during the rut. It's obvious he's sticking with the doe. Yeah, he's with the doe. So, yeah, but uh, he's only, what, 75, 80 yards from your tree stand? He's probably 100 yards. Yeah, not that far. 100 yards from my tree stand, and there's still standing corn on, and they had a mowed path along the cornfield between the woods and the corn. So I kind of felt like there's a good chance he might follow that doe past me. And the wind was right. So... We're, I'm driving, and I pull up to the corner there. I tell Doug, I said, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to get out of the truck. I'm going to grab my bow and shit. You're going to keep driving. And the plan was for you to drop yeah. me off and come back. Yeah. But you're like, no. But I'll, here's the little thing about the story. He doesn't even put it in park. We're on a hill. And he's like, <laughs> he starts to get out, and the truck's backing up. He jumps back in. It's <laughs> in park. So, so he went real calm. Yeah. <laughs> Feel of excitement. Yeah. yeah. There was some excitement going. So anyways, I'm. As I'm walking to my stand, which is about 60 yards off the road, let's say, and I'm thinking to myself, boy, I hope my brother-in-law doesn't see that deer and stop and spook him. Because he's coming behind us. He's behind us. And I'm climbing up my tree stand as fast as I can, getting up in there, and all of a sudden I hear Craig coming, and he stops. He sees the buck. I'm thinking, oh, shit, they're going to just go in the cornfield, you know? (laughs) Well, apparently the doe spooked off. The buck lost the doe, so he come looking for it, and. I wasn't in the tree stand five minutes, and he come by me, and I shot him. So I remember being <laughs> in know? the stand, and then we had cell phones then, yeah. and you called, like, I just got him. You're like, yeah. no way. Yeah, you wasn't even out of the truck yet. I don't think I was. Well, <laughs> yeah. I was walking towards the woods. Yeah. That's so, hilarious. I yeah. guess moral of the story is sometimes you just got to do what you're, you know, 
take the opportunities that are given to you, yeah. you know? Well, there, there, I would say, you know, this, this is a couple maybe kind of cliche things, I, I suppose, but something that I learned from you guys specifically is go with your gut, hunt where other people aren't yep. and just, and don't get too caught up in anything. Yep. Just right. kind of go with the flow with right. it. And, and really, yep. because you guys did that so much, that, that helped me do that. Yep. I, I obviously will get just like anybody, you kind of get strung out sometimes and you're, you're, you're trying a bunch of different stuff and you start thinking about it too much, but sometimes that's when you got to take it back and say, Hey, just go with your gut. Just put yep. the wind in your favor and don't yep. overthink it. I mean, yeah, it's yep. just deer hunting. Yeah. Right. I mean, it that's sounds right. so silly, but it's just like, yep. it's just, it's just a deer, you yep. know, just don't overthink really, it. thinking about all these days. I mean, going back and really thinking about like, not all these days, not all the days we shot big deer. Not the days we had luck, but there's one common thing that I noticed that we keep, it's the wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a cool, breezy day. Yeah. There's some weird stuff going on in the woods, and the deer mm-hmm. do get disoriented, and, yeah. and you can take advantage of that. Oh, yeah. You yep. know, hide your sound. You can yep. you can get it right up on them without them knowing it, but uh, the day, you, you brought up the, the day that, the best day I've ever had deer hunting. Yeah. That's the day. You guys have both heard this so many times. It's yeah. my favorite day of hunting. I mean, you know, my favorite days of hunting were hunting with you guys, friends, you and Logan especially. You know that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, sometimes when I'm out in the woods, it's just you're like, man, this is crazy how much fun it's been, you know. <laughs> but this day, selfishly, my personal day of hunting was before you and Logan were really, like, hunting that much. You were Actually, I remember – I, I have I have a, a a part of a memory in this. Uh-huh. So we had went squirrel hunting. Yep. So my grandpa uh, Farinval. No, well Farinval was with, but right. it was it was um, my mom mom's dad. He has two eighty acre blocks, yep. and we mm-hmm. went squirrel hunting in the north one. There's more timber, and we were with my your dad, my, my dad. grandpa Farinval. Mm-hmm. And I remember I shot a squirrel, but I was, I think I was eight. Right. I want to say I was eight. Right. So I had been deer gun hunting a couple of times, but you know, you were bow hunting. I was, it was, and you weren't bow hunting yet. I wasn't bow hunting yet. Yeah. So. And I, we went, we went squirrel hunting. I remember shooting a squirrel and I remember grandpa and I going home and you going to the Southern 80 yep. and going deer hunting. And too. you guys dropped me off on a different side than I normally would go in yep. because of access. And I'm like, Hey, where well, you're here, drop me off. Mm-hmm. So I sneaked through the woods and. Get all the way back. It's the first day of deer season. Yeah. It's crazy. And uh, it's cold. I mean, not cold, like freezing cold, but cold. You're like, man, I'm cold. And the uh-huh. wind's blowing. And, and I go. So, is it, would that have been October 1st at that time? Yeah, I think it would have been. Yeah. yeah. October 1st or that. Last couple of days of September yeah. or something. It would have. I think it was always. October 4th or like that the weekend. First weekend the in first October. Fr- Saturday of October. Yeah. And now it's a little bit forward. Yeah. But yeah. then yeah. it was, but then it was a yeah. little later. Yeah. And uh, so, I'm going in and. You know, that time of year, you're just expecting to get one traveling to a feed. You know, you're just not, it was just not really super pumped yet. And like were, a lot of people were expecting them to come feeding on acorns. Right. So I'm if in the anything. corner of the woods, and this woods is, everybody knows that it's, it's, there's a lot of deer been killed there. But mm-hmm. anyhow, I'm there and, and, uh, I'm up there for a while. And that morning, I'd hunted with my friend Brian Robinson uh-huh. at his farm and run into bucks fighting on the first day of season, which, you know, was crazy in the dark. And, I tell him that. And he's like, that's, you did not, you know, you didn't. I'm like, yes, I did, you know. And so I get there and we went hunting in the morning, went squirrel hunting with you. Yep. And then I was going bow hunting for the rest of the evening. And uh, I'm up there for just maybe 20 minutes or something, middle, you know, still two hours of daylight left. And I'm like, man, 
I hear antlers. I mean, not just, I'm like, I think I hear real major antlers. And I'm thinking, nah, it's just the wind. It's just the trees. And start my mind starts playing tricks on me. You know, like, that's not deer. It's tree limbs. And and I take my binoculars. I'm scanning the field above me. A little. It's a little bit above me. And, and that's, it's actually the same tall grass field where we told the story of the buck running parallel to yeah, me in the same cut. Ex- that's exactly where these deer yeah. were in that. I was getting out of the same yeah. stand that you day that you same, were in. You weren't in the same stand, but within 30 yards. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, I'm sitting there and I, all of a sudden I see these backs of these deer, just the backs going back and forth. And I'm like, man, they're going at it. And, uh, and I'm very limited on my view because I could just peek through the trees and this one picks his head up and on one side <laughs> i see nine points and it wasn't a massive deer but it had nine points on one uh-huh. side and i'm like oh my goodness you know like shooter a shooter you know so i'm on high alert i'm ready i'm angled got standing up got my release on i'm angled towards that side and i'm waiting and i'm waiting nothing 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 and you know maybe an hour goes by it's getting to the last hour and uh I look up and here comes this buck and um it's a long story but it was no not that's not what yes okay it's comes a buck it's not the same buck but i don't know it at the time right and i'm trying to angle and get ready to shoot it's a, this is also just a damn nice eight pointer like it's a, a nice great, 138 yeah pointer. i mean he's a great buck. A great buck and so he's a big buck i'm gonna shoot him he comes down i had just range found a tree at 30 yards and he comes all the way down gets to within two yards of me but he's behind a gigantic round tree i mean he literally stays right behind that gets two yards from me i'm drawing really letting down drawing letting down the wind's blowing like crazy he can't hear he walks straight away from me behind that tree goes and gets out from behind it and stands right in front of the 30 yard tree that i just you've ranged it i already know it's 30 yards he's at 29 put my 30 yard pin on him shoot and this is where all hell breaks loose (laughs) i shoot him and he just darts into this high grass. It was like CRP grass. It was six foot tall. And he runs into it, maybe five yards from where I actually hit him. Mm-hmm. So I give him like 20, 30, 40 minutes, decide to climb down. I'm starting to climb down. And it's a long story, but there was a lock-on stand on a tree above a tower tree with a seat, a swivel seat. Like a ladder tree. Yeah, a ladder. And I wanted to be higher, so I'd put it above that. And then I'd climb down onto that seat and then down the ladder. I'm two rungs down, so I'm still 10, ten, feet up. 10 feet up, and I look over, and my bow's on the string, and I look over, and here come the two biggest bucks I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen another deer like these two in the woods uh, hunting. I've seen them, you know, driving around driving around in Iowa and stuff, or when, but I look up, and I'm like, holy crap. Here comes a 17-pointer, which is the buck I saw with hat, and a 10-pointer that's just massive. I mean, he's not a 10-pointer like... Like any of the 10-pointers we've ever saw, he's a 10-pointer with, like, 180 mass. I mean, uh-huh. he's huge, gigantic long tines. And everybody's like, you know, you hear this story, and you're like, how do you know? Well, here's how I know. Here they come. They keep coming. They keep coming closer. They're coming closer. And as I see them, their eyes, they're pissed. And they're, like, working their hairs up. And they're going towards each other and posturing around each other every three or four seconds, you know. And they drift away. And I realize they don't have a clue i'm sitting here like i feel like i'm just like sticking out like a sore thumb so i just maybe go down to st- and then just jump to the ground hit the ground they don't even look up and i'm like this is crazy and these two bucks spent the next 20 minutes they were within seven to 15 to 20 yards for 20 minutes looking at each other 
looking for that other box, what they were doing, mm-hmm. the one I just shot. And I had taken my bow off the string, put another arrow on, drew my bow, put my pins on the side of these, bo- these bucks, both of them, multiple times, <laughs> and did not shoot because uh, yeah. I had already shot a deer. I mean, I didn't even know if I had the deer, but yeah. I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't do yeah. it. I can't. And I just, just wanted to see if I could do it because it was like the craziest thing. Uh-huh. Yep. And then the big massive buck drifts off. So the direction he came. I think this is important to note, yeah. though. You always talk about and a good learning thing again that that I think a lot of people can learn from is you you were trying to figure out why these bucks aren't doing yeah. anything; they're not reacting. And you said you looked back, yeah. and the sun was just directly yeah. between you and them, and that's why they, they hadn't. And wind in the sun. The wind right was in their perfect. Eyes. The sun was in their eyes. I mean, I went over to where they were after all this and stood back and looked and went, well, hell, now I know why they couldn't uh-huh. see me. That yep. You were literally looking into the sunset. Uh-huh. And the winds and leaves and everything were blowing around. There was no way they could see me. And the wind, well, there was and no they way. were focused on each other. And they too. were focused right. on that each other. And they were looking for that other deer. Yeah. So there were so many things that were in my favor at the time. That's the perfect conditions. Yep. Mm-hmm. Perfect wind, perfect perfect everything. So anyhow, I uh, the 17-pointer worked his way down towards the road and down through the middle of the woods okay i gotta go get my deer i just starting to get not dark but getting towards evening so i'm like i better go get it while i got the light mm-hmm. go over there's my arrow blood tip to tip i'm like oh yeah perfect shot put it in the quiver <laughs> start walking towards that grass and I, I, you know my memory's probably enhancing this but mm-hmm. i'm only three or four yards from this grass and i look up and i'm like this all happens in a matter of seconds and you're like what is that oh no my buck's getting up didn't you say there's some pretty crazy noises oh, going yeah, on? Oh, yeah, like the most unbelievable grunting and snorting that I've ever heard. Deep, that growling. <laughs> and I'm like, and I see the grass moving, and I see this back coming out, and then I see this buck go flying in, and I hear crack. You know, I'm like, what the hell? And then the second time he backs up, he's he's got my dead deer hung up on his rack, and he's shakes it off and it falls to the ground and he goes in and gores it in the back and i'm like my mind was oh he's gonna break off the antlers of my deer (laughs) that's what i was thinking of course and i yelled hey and that deer did nothing but stare at me from five yards and i'm like oh no like thinking to myself i literally was thinking how fast can i get up this tree yeah if he he starts at me, me he's gonna kill me Mm-hmm. And he was so worked up, he thought I was that other deer. Uh-huh. I'm positive of it. That bigger, you know, that other big buck. And uh, so anyhow, I'm starting to panic. He takes like five steps, like circles me. I mean, he's still only five yards away. Jumps the old fence. So now he's on the other side of the old fence, which I feel better about. Uh-huh. Like he's on the other side of the fence. He stands there again and looks at me. And then he just trots right down the trail that 17-pointer went. And I was just like standing there, just literally shaking. Like, yeah, well, and, you know, and 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 I'll never have another hunt like no. that. Never, never. I mean, again. it's like it's yeah, it it's almost it's almost one of those ones that it feels uh, yeah, it just feels like something you'd read in a in, in a, a magazine in a book or like yeah. something that never like nah, that never happened. You know, that never but, happened, but it all did. And, yeah. I mean, and and, and there's oh, so I, many weird things about it, and it and is such know, a great night. And when you know, like, okay, so. Go back to, I think, I actually think that was 2000, 2001 I, or you, 2000. You remember the years you go back and, crop, you know, put it in your mind. Right. But, but I think it was then. Okay. And at that time, at that time, certainly there was, 
the beginning of trail cameras, but not like what they're like today, oh, right? No. Not wherever, but you know, if somebody had a trail camera, it was probably for more for research or somebody well, had made cameras, some, but they weren't in the, they weren't in our price range. No, yeah, no. And mm-hmm. so knowing what that area holds as far as, I mean, it's all, pri- it's a lot of private land oh, around yeah. there. Like there wasn't probably a ton of people bow hunting no, necessarily. No. So it's like, knowing what that area could have produced it's all i mean it all makes sense oh, and yeah. and at that time you're absolutely going to shoot the nice eight pointer right and not wait for the hundred because you don't even know that the 180 inch buck exists you right. know and it's right. like i don't even think anybody i think did grandpa see him one time maybe during gun season that he thought might have been that deer yeah. I, th- I think I said mean, he just bumped you know somebody bumped, bumped him, him yeah. through yeah. but but it's like uh you know my my memory of that night too is i remember sitting grandpa and i were in the living room and i was looking out the window you know just i I can't imagine every kid is like this but man i would just get so caught up in like what's going on just Mm -hmm. sitting there wondering you know and i remember thinking to myself like same thing what you said about when rich shot the buck it's like he hadn't called or, or he's not home yet and he hasn't called something's going on because it was getting dark dark yeah. and i was like you know just sitting there looking out the window waiting for him and sure phone rings and i ran to it before grandpa could get to it and i answered and you're like i got one and i'm like yeah and we go out there and that's when this is, gets pretty funny too. yeah so we like, go well i remember you being like sick because you didn't drink any yeah, water hunted all, day. all day i hunted all day didn't take any food didn't take any water and by the time you got there i had it gutted and I was uh-huh. sick, like dehydrated. We had a, I remember we had like some, it was like a grape soda, orange soda or something that was like, had, you know, a quarter of it left. And I, was and like, I remember being like, oh, give me that, you know, like, you got to get anything that you could get because you were so dehydrated and we were right. dragging this deer out and I'm Grandpa just a little, ball, you, know, I'm just you were a little, like little shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and Grandpa and, and Farrenball and you looked, we were dragging it and I was Obviously, I was doing most of the dragging, and we decided to drag it down the hill to the road. We had the Dodge Dakota. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we're dragging it, and we're I'm just it's getting caught on every damn uh-huh. limb, and I can't get the legs through. And and uh, I'm dragging about ten feet and stopping, and I'm just getting exhausted. And you looked right up at your grandpa Farrenball, and you looked right at him dead serious. And you're like, Grandpa, you're just gonna have to start helping more. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> just dead serious. Yeah. Like. Just a little <laughs> shit. Yeah, and then we got it to the truck, and we couldn't like lift it. Uh-huh. I was so exhausted, we could not get it in the truck. Man, it was just that big. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was not. It was exhausted. So we ended up putting the truck in the ditch and yeah. like dragging it up on the side of the, and then sliding it in. But yeah, yeah that was such a great night. Yeah, such yeah, a great yeah. night. One of the things I always remember when we first started going down there we'd pull our campers down there and and uh craig usually supplied the camper and he'd pull it down and we'd ride in there and doug would be in the truck with us and as soon as we'd start getting to the neighborhoods where you guys grew up doug and his family he'd always start telling stories <laughs> well my uncle he lived here and he shot all these deer and we used to own this woods and this and that and uh-huh. and you know what every year we heard the same story <laughs> Connie, and Craig, your mom gets here, tired of hearing him. Craig would look at me and he says, remember this one? Yeah. <laughs> word for word. <laughs> well, I just love, I mean, I think oh, I love history. We, you we know? love the hunting and the yeah. going back and looking at it. And Oh, I, my, my buddies laugh at me all the time. Like, actually, Ted and Jake always joke, like, 
you know what this this reminds me of of this you know because i yeah, always say yeah. shit like that yeah. it's like this this really reminds me of this area that i used to hunt in ohio <laughs> I'm like, just joking all the time about that making fun of me because hey, i do I it deserve all. it yeah <laughs> so i have one other story that i'd like to tell yeah it was turkey hunting one year and it's steve doug and i i think that year and uh Steve and Doug went on one side of the highway to hunt a big section. I hunted on the other side. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm sitting there, and it's getting to be about 9.30, I think, in the morning. And I'm right on a old oil trail. And I look over, and there's two guys sneaking through the woods. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I look over there, and I'm thinking, who the hell's this? And I look over, and I can tell it's Steve and Doug. So I <laughs> motion them up to come on over, and they come over there, sneak over to me. I'm thinking, why the hell are they sneaking now? I, I've seen them, you know. And uh-huh. So they come over, they say, hey, there's Just one or two to- toms up here on the, the other side of the hill, not too far from where you're at, strutting out in the field there. We can probably get out there and try calling them in. I said, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself, this is never going to work because <laughs> it's thicker than hell. And I fear, but it was windy. It was really windy that day. And uh, so I said, all right, here's the deal. I don't know where the turkeys are at. You and Steve go and get set up as close as you can to them. I'll stay back 50 yards or whatever, and I'll start calling. So this goes on. I kind of lose sight of them, you know, getting set up. And so I give them a few minutes, and I find this tree. It's probably about, oh, 16 inches in diameter. It goes up about four feet, and it makes a Y. So I didn't – I wanted to stand up so I could see it a little better. Mm-hmm. So I – Lean my gun up against the tree, and I'd get my co- bo- or slate call out and start calling a little bit. And It's so windy, I couldn't hear the turkeys, but I, I, kept, I kept looking for Steve and Doug, and I couldn't see them. So I thought, well, I guess I'll just keep calling until they come back. And, uh, you know, I'm calling, I'm calling. I don't hear anything. I don't hear any shooting. Probably 45 minutes yeah, goes by. I'm calling, I'm calling. All of a sudden, this turkey gobbles, and it's probably 10 10 yards away from me <laughs> and i'm thinking holy shit <laughs> so the only saving grace was there's this big mall of flower rose probably about eight foot in diameter between him and me and it was only 10 foot away from me so i reach over i grab my gun and that sucker walked out behind there and i shot him and i started laughing because <laughs> i couldn't believe that he yeah, came in like that he way. circled all the way around yeah, behind he, him this, he was shooting away from me yeah yeah, yeah. Well, when they get back, they said, they said that turkey was just going crazy out in the field, yeah, right? Yeah, we could hear it. Yeah, yeah plain as go- day. And they could hear that it was coming around like that. And they're, that last gobble, it gobbled. They're thinking, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, at that point, we're thinking, when it gobbled the last yeah, time, the- I'm thinking, oh, shit. The turkey's between us. Uh, yeah. I didn't know it was past him. Right. Yeah, that tells you a weird thing, too, about yeah. it. Like, even that, you can learn that you think you can hear him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can hear them. We talk about this. You're up high. You can hear them a long ways away. But when they, this turkey with the wind, yep. it wasn't 80 yards or whatever yep. over a roll. I never heard him. And he couldn't hear him. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. And us being 20 yards farther and out of the edge of the brush a little bit, we could hear him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's crazy. That's hilarious. Yep. Isn't that that's the same, like, from your perspective, that's the one where you guys yeah. you guys I, I, had I, seen him from, like, a couple I, miles I away. I want to add to that a little bit. Yeah. He probably forgets this. We hunted this big where you could go and glass and then move on and glass for turkey. It's mm-hmm. pretty unique. We get clear to the highest point, and Steve and I have just put the miles in, right? And I turn back around and look, and I mean – 
way over there. I mean, way over there. I'm like, I think that's a Tom. And we look, and it's a Tom. Yeah. And I was like, I, Steve's whipped, right? Yeah. And I said, like, let's just go for it. Like, I'm like, let's just run. So we <laughs> run all the way down across the road, highway. Mm-hmm. We go all the way down, and we get all the way where we're starting to just slow down. Like, uh-huh. starting You're to getting think. There. You're we're getting, getting there. there. We're not, we know we're not going to speak to turkeys yet. And I see this leg sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, gosh, dang it. There's a hunter there already. I mean, this is 16,000. No, 60,000 yeah. acres. And we don't really know. We know about where he's at. But there's, right. there's in other words, I'm putting in perspective. He doesn't hear the turkey. But I see this leg sticking out. I'm like, God dang it, Steve. There's a, tur- there's a guy up there. So I text Rich. Stick your oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I text like, stick your right arm out. I don't know if it's rich yet. He goes. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just puts his head around and looks back real quick because he wasn't hearing the turkey. And then so as soon as he sees him, he waves us up, and we run up there, and we're like, tell him. Then and that's when yeah. all that other stuff happened. Yeah. I forgot. I, you know, it's like, I didn't want to run in on this hunter. I didn't right, know. Right. But if I text him and he got it, yep. then yeah. I would He's know. He's make some sort of move. Make some yeah. more to move, and then I would know it wasn't another different hunter. Otherwise, yeah. I would. We wouldn't even went after the turkey uh-huh. because we would have disrupted somebody else's hunt. Yep. That's and we hilarious. thought for sure. I knew it was out there. I heard we thought it. you knew it was out there. Yep. So. Oh god. And a, a funny thing that we talk about sometimes is we we don't use it anymore. But um, at one point, Rich had this uh, strutter decoy. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really like that thing. I don't. I haven't had much luck with it. So then we, so Ben, Ben and Brad and I started using that thing, and for, for like, three or four years, we just knocked the shit, shit out, out of turkeys of with yeah. that decoy. And, you got yeah. some awesome videos. Oh, when you were yeah. not just amateurs of the uh, turkey yeah, running used, to it. Yeah, that used to be my decoy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, was it? And that, and that was, and that was what you just funny knew how to use it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so all of a sudden, yeah, that was our. That was our decoy phase we went through for yeah. a while there and i mean man we that was a lot of fun for especially for the, the footage thing and we and um at the time you know we were getting into filming each other this is like in end of high school and into college and we start using this decoy and now all of a sudden we've got these turkeys coming right to it and we can get all this awesome footage and and we i just remember coming back and showing you guys and being so so proud of that footage oh, that yeah. we got we and, were we were like this is awesome yeah and the one that the one that uh ben shot we had been hunting this turkey down there along the river we'd been hunting him and one day he'd gobble on one side of the river so we'd go walking oh, way yeah. back in there, and then he'd gobble the neck, and then he'd gobble, and he'd be on the other side of the river, yep. and vice versa. And it was like two or three days of that to the point where we were like kind of getting sick of it, and we were like about to, to be done with it. And we went in one morning on one side of the river. He gobbles, and he's on the other side, of course. So we walk back to the truck, get in the truck, drive down the road, and it's super foggy. And it's funny because... We set up, and I why we did this, I don't know. We set up on the uh, complete opposite side of the field of this turkey. We put a, that decoy out, had a hen decoy, the tom decoy, and then um, it was foggy, and he was gobbling periodically, but we couldn't see anything because it was super foggy. Well, you know, it starts getting to that late, mid-late morning, 10, 11 o'clock, and fog starts to burn off. And he gobbles, and we look across there, and there he is, you know, like 600 yards across this huge river bottom field. And he's all the way across there. So, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure I would laugh at the, 
what the calling attempts if I want to watched it now, but I'm sure we're sitting there going, yow, 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 yeah. just <laughs> ripping calls at him and he's gobbling, but he's, I remember it was just the, the same story. Every time we'd see this particular turkey that that season we'd hunted i mean i shouldn't say it's for sure the same turkey but he was always in the same area and every time he was giving us that same treatment it might have even been the same year that he flew over us i think it was and uh he ended up uh walking away gobbling and brad had uh i think it i think it was a haint was the brand of this wood gobble call and he had perfected it. Like, it sounded yeah. good. Uh-huh. And I was making fun of him for it because I was like, that thing will never work, you know, which is funny because it's just something different. And, of course, you're like, oh, that'll never work. And I thought, what the hell, dude? Try it. Like, at this point, and he's mm-hmm. walking away. What's it hurt? And Brad hits this gobble call. And he spun and gobbled right back to it. And, and it like, was like, ooh. Hey keep doing that. I'm like, I'm going to keep hen calling. You gobble to me and he gobbled. So the Tom would gobble. Uh-huh. So it's me call, Brad call, he call. Yeah. And there's a little bit of a roll kind of off to our left. And I don't know, I he disappeared. Footage, yeah. He disappeared for, he starts slowly working towards this pecking through a plowed field. And he disappeared for like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. And all of a sudden he pops up and he's at full, uh, it's one of these things we're kind of looking straight and he popped up a little bit more to our left and he's in full strut already looking right at our setup and he slowly works in and Ben's using some old 12, you know, super big, long 12 gauge with the scope on it. It was set up for deer hunting (laughs) and he shoots, he ends up shooting this turkey and rolls it and runs up to it and it it was actually Ben's. So Ben got a later start to turkey uh-huh. hunting. This is actually Ben's first turkey. It's a double bearded tom. Wow. Big yeah. old spurs. And, yeah. and yeah. you know, I remember coming back and showing you guys that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the, the, the sun was on. Oh, it, was and it was late great, morning. The redhead just glowing uh-huh. out there. Yeah. And it, it's just, uh, there's two things about that. One, the gobble call was, was for this forever memorable for me. Uh-huh. It was telling brad like i'd always give brad shit yeah. for anything i could you know yeah. just joking with your buddies you know and i remember saying that god will call never work and sure enough i mean that's what did it and sure no it was nothing else other than other than that gobble was like hey You're somebody's in my-, in my territory right and he was all alone and he came over there and he yeah. saw the and then he saw the decoy with the hen and it yeah. was like game over yeah. but yeah. it was uh <laughs> that and then the footage and that being like at the time, the best footage we'd ever got of anything. And right. it was just, you know, I, I, that's been already, I mean, that's already been 10 plus years, I'd yeah. say. Well, and the other weird part is we, Rich and I sit here, listen to, we know that, we know the river bottom, we know all uh-huh. the history, you know how hard, we know we all have been right there. So when it actually happened, we lived it. You, you know, know, it's like, funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's funny about that place too. And we, we talk about it. It's like that place looking back on it after all the other turkey hunting that I've done now since then is like, we really spent a lot of time in some really tough hunting stuff. There's a lot of hunting pressure in yeah. those areas. Oh, yes, so yeah. used to, I mean, I, it, it's funny now cause you look back and you're like, man, that, re- that area wasn't really, in the grand scheme of it, that big compared to other places that yep. we hunt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there was always people pulling in and out yep. of there. And I, calling that, that blows our mind. Like you think about it now, like it seems so big when we first started. Mm-hmm. Hunting. Now it's like, Oh, it's too small. Right. There's not enough ground there. You know, like right. it's just after going to these different places, it's like, 
Or you're so intimidated. Mm-hmm. Like when yeah. you got a phone map compared to working with a paper map. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. some stuff that I that I sure look at from a different generation and think, you know, and right right about 2015 is when I had my first smartphone where I could have a map. Right. So right when I moved to Iowa, that's when I had my first time at a. So all these stories, we didn't have that. Right. But. Prior to that, I mean, I can't imagine having, do, you know, gone to, like you talk about going to West Virginia yeah. back in the mm-hmm. day and going into these places where it's like, there's such these huge areas that if you don't, <laughs> think about how much different that is. And just being on, just knowing where you were at, there's one thing, but also, like, am I on the right property? Like, right. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, you had to really be careful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that stuff makes a big difference. Yeah. Remember that time we went to same area? We left early in the morning. We hunted that morning, and we pulled off there where we called exactly with the, the same yeah. spot. Yeah. I know, right? Where, where we called here. with the coyote call, and we walk up in there. There's four of us, wasn't it, or was it three? There was Steve it's, and you and I, I think. It's all right, three so there's three of us. So there's this gravel driveway going up into this field that's got a a little wooded area below it, and then it's surrounded by woods and a heavy fence line. So we go back in there, and I think we did a locator call or something, or we heard a turkey gobble. I think we heard a turkey before we got yeah. out, as we got out of the truck. So, and and we haven't even been to camp yet. We're just pulling up there. So we hurry up and we get set up in this fence line. So it's like, you know, Steve's fifty yards from the woods. I'm a hundred yards from the woods, and then Doug's a hundred and fifty yards, something <laughs> like that. We all start calling. This bird starts gobbling. Hottest sure. bird we've ever probably been around. I mean, yeah. is it hottest bird as you could ever find. The first morning. So we're calling this bird's goblin. It comes out. Steve shoots him. We're all pumped. Man, this is going to be an awesome week, you know, but <laughs> I don't think anybody else got a bird. <laughs> I don't even think we heard any more gobbling, like but some, but very little. I, I think the moral of the story, that story was so much about turkey hunting and deer hunting in general is you got to get the right bird or deer. Oh, yeah. If, in the right frame of mind mm-hmm. you know if they're coming down off the roost in the morning i always said if they come off the roost in the morning and they're horny <laughs> they're going to be easier to shoot oh, you yeah. know hell yeah yeah you can be the worst caller in the world because i'm not very good by any means <laughs> and, and you can call them in so you can. that's you, what that's what i always laugh about and i was telling um so i hunted with this guy bruce in uh, wisconsin he's a guy from georgia he travels all over the place hunting just like like i do and I said, you know, what's funny about turkey hunting is, is there's a lot of days where you think, man, I really, I really won that one. You really, yeah. you know, you hunt a lot of days and you, you know, you get in this unique situation and you get one. But then there's also the day where you can be about as bad at it as you can yeah. and it doesn't matter. He's yeah. coming, you know, it's like, <laughs> so it's like, it kind of puts it into perspective. Yeah. Like yeah. we were talking about with, yeah. with deer too. It's like oh, yeah. at the end of the day, it's just deer hunting. Yeah. And then the day it's just turkey hunting. And if yep. the turkey's hot and he's gobbling, yep. there's sometimes just think you can't do anything wrong. Yep. Here's one with you. This is at uh, a property that we all hunt in mittens. Yep. I was, uh, so my brother Logan, he's a couple years younger. And I was probably what, 15 and he was probably 13 or maybe 13 and 11, something like that. And, um, we were setting up where you were sitting with Logan and I was setting up facing the other way. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, you know, 40, 50 yards behind you guys facing the other direction. And we set up in that fence row in between the two fields. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I I sat down in my vest, my, my box call went. 
all the way back across, like behind his house, like hundreds of yards, like yeah. probably 600 yards over there. Ow! Two, yeah. two times gobble right back. And it's just like, whoa. You know, and we had been, I think we had come from over we there. We had tried there first. Yeah. yeah. So we set up and, or, you know, we're, we're getting set up and I start hitting that box call and it's just every time I touch it, they're gobbling. <laughs> you know, <laughs> classic example of, yeah, probably not being that good at yep. calling if these things are just <laughs> screaming yep. in. And they came all the way up and around behind me. And I hear boom, and I jump up super stoked, and Logan missed, and, <laughs> yes. and it was just like. But that's a great example of. I'm sure at that point, my I'm sure I had no idea what I was doing with that box call. I'm sure I was just making noise, making noise yeah. with yeah. it, and, yeah. and they liked it. Yep, yeah, and, and more than likely use where they wanted to go. Exactly. That, so that was and that, that makes was a, it easier. That was certainly a big part of that yep. one. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think you missed one there then about in that same exact spot a couple of years later. <laughs> you might have blocked it out, but, but I actually I, I actually know you missed <laughs> one right there. there. Right I remember there. getting one at the other end of the field. Yep. It came all the way across Stratton, but I don't remember missing one. Yeah. Well, I believe I did, but I Yeah, you did. I tried uh, to block the misses did. out. Oh. Yeah, it was a lot of fun over the years. Yeah, we're not done yet, Rich. No, we're no. not done. <laughs> no, that's that's. I mean, I think so. An interesting, an interesting thing is, is like we've we've moved out. Dad and I both moved out to Colorado, and it. I think that, um, yeah, to me, I think it opens up a new opportunity of elk hunting. You know, different style of turkey hunting. You know, different, just different yep. opportunity, and I. We're gonna get rich on the on the draw here. Yeah, we're going to. We're gonna get him, <laughs> we're gonna get him out here getting a Miriam, and we're gonna get him out here getting an elk. So. Yeah, well, mule deer elk. Yeah. I mean, some of you get a pronghorn. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and I think. I mean, I'm gonna have to quit drinking so much beer. <laughs> <laughs> get some shape. Yeah, <laughs> I think. I, I mean, it really is. Uh, I don't know. I guess. One of those things that I, I I certainly want you guys to know and people listening, like those experiences, all these stories, all those times that you guys took us and you guys accepted, you know, all my buddies coming up to camp like yeah. that. That Yeah. It's just. For I, me, it was no question, but it took special guys like Rich and Craig and, to and, accept and them Steve into camp. And and everybody, to, yeah. everybody. And everybody yeah. was so nice to us. And, and so it was so fun. And it just. If I think that if you don't have that, I don't know that I would have stayed into it as much yeah. as and, and and there was never any, you know, you always we always joked like oh you, oh that's a little buck or you know yeah. whatever, yeah. but yeah. but never serious, yeah. never right. to the point where like somebody was thought, actually mad at somebody right. or yeah. or making somebody feel bad and yeah. you know there's so many aspects of it like Keith Keith told me one time. He said, think about how easy it would be to get out of it, yep. you know, if you had the wrong influences. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, if nobody ever took you, if if you didn't have a place to go. Yep. And, and if you went and had miserable times just three, five times in a row because whatever that was, your hunting buddy wasn't the right one, mm-hmm. yep. you know. Yep. And just having that support, I think, is, is important. I'll, I'll forever be th- grateful for that stuff. And I know my buddies, too, right? Yeah. Like no. all those guys, too. <laughs> well, so. you know, you, you talk about you know being able to go place to hunt and stuff like that i know when doug first moved to walpaw canetta he was a little bummed you yeah, he was I afraid was you couldn't get permission to hunt places and then you helped yeah 
you know what i always tell you just go knock on people's doors oh yeah be friendly somebody will let you hunt yeah you and i really always was able to get it yep, yeah you know yeah. and but i went from a you know we just a quick story but i went from like the best hunting situations you could possibly have for deer yeah lots of family oh yeah i worked at a basically a hunting preserve and then lost then i kind of moved away yep uh-huh. yep and the hunting wasn't as good yep but and i didn't know anybody well so. and i think that's a, a situation a lot of people find themselves in you know yeah. it's like i mean i meet people here all the time where they're like oh man you know i grew up hunting turkeys in pennsylvania and it's right. like i hunted with my my uncle or yep. something and now like it's hard to kind of get back into it and yep. you know the, the the permission thing like we we uh any thp content generally is is revolves around public, public land, land but with yep. that being said yep. there's an art to yeah getting permission and and <laughs> honestly that's another thing i learned from you guys is like what's the worst thing yeah they say, say no Wait, <laughs> my little trick was to always take zach and logan yeah well, especially when they're like six yep. or eight yep just take them i yep. got like 90 percent success if i took my kid yeah hey can i you care if i take yep. my kid squirrel hunting yeah and then that's you right. know then next thing you know you're like hey would you let's go deer hunting yep. and and you almost but if i just by myself yep. i had good success yeah but not I learned that if they're looking at these two little kids, yeah, yeah, they're gonna let them go. We started. Well, the, we, other, <laughs> the other thing is, you know, when you, you know, like Steve Minton, oh, you yeah. know, he's a retired guy. You know, last thing he, he loved to have people out to hunt, but he also liked to talk when he was yeah. done. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to take the time. You got to take a little time to to spend with him too. Right. And, mm-hmm. and we became good friends with all know, the yeah. people that we yeah. hunt. You know, that's right. All the, I'm really, yeah, yeah. That's. And and there is obviously you guys are are unique characters in the fact that you talk to any single person. I mean, <laughs> forever. It's, it's, you know, and I, and I would say that again, another one of those things in life that I have and wouldn't have if it wasn't for you guys being that way. You you, you know. <laughs> maybe you don't realize it maybe you do but it's like you watch when you're a kid you watch these people that you look up to and then you start to be able to do i want to be i want to be able to talk to people like rich and dad you know what i mean and go up and what's the worst they say is no so now we i mean like we were in wisconsin and we were turkey hunting and it's just like a lot of that's private land but it's just like what the hell let's go ask and next thing you know we've got place lined up for we got back up on backup because right. we just go up and ask right and I, it, it is funny how i think it's i think it's uh almost people people almost put just this bad light on it all the time where it's like well anymore it's too hard to get permission and well it's always going to get harder yep. you know there's always going to be more competition or you know somebody but there's always going to be places that, yep. that people will yes. let you go right. i mean yep. it's like we talked about yep. uh you know we were using somebody we know back home last night it's like oh you know he'll let you go it's right. like you know those guys are out there and yeah maybe those aren't the best spots but if you just rack them up you're gonna you know, find places well to that's go. just the other thing i mean everybody today you watch all the shows or you read all the magazines or everybody wants to shoot the giant buck everybody wants to shoot the big tom well not every piece of property has that quality right. on it don't worry about so it so you have to set yeah. your standards according to what's there right yes you know and just go yeah i mean there's every deer i got mounted on the wall i'm just proud of the smallest one as i am the biggest one and right you know they all have a unique story and you know that's the way you have to approach it well, in my all, mind i always say we always all want to shoot a big buck or a big yep. whatever but to me 
it's really 99.9% about the other stuff because we're all after the biggest one, but we didn't even, I mean, we really weren't talking about that at all. We talk about no. all the stories. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks. Well, thanks thank for you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It was fun. Absolutely. Hey, <laughs> yes, I agree. Well, we're going to have to go. We're going to have to get, yep, do get, something get else hunting today. here. Well, <laughs> we're going to have to get hunting here soon. Now I'm all fired up about it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. See you guys. Yep.